NRL round 14 kicks off on Thursday night. And for his thoughts from the Sweet and Sour podcast, NRL legend Jamie Soward, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Watson. How are you, mate? You're inside 24 hours. Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous? A little, a little bit of both. Probably more excited, uh, a little bit nervous. Um, I guess, uh, you know, we're, we're just passengers for, through the first few weeks, aren't we? That's exactly right. I'm uh, T-minus four weeks, and it's just the start of the finals prep for me. You know, I'm going to have a, a couple of days off, just you know, really get the body loose. But uh, hopefully um, everything goes well for you, mate, and hopefully uh, this time next week when we chat, your, uh, your sleepless nights have continued, as you can hear mine are at the moment down here in Sydney. <laughs> Mate, uh, plenty of news uh, off the field. Um, some really dark days ahead for the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, it's. Uh, I spoke about it on my podcast actually. Uh, the Vita Pengai Junior one. Yeah, they had to make a decision, and I think from everything that we're hearing, that was the final straw uh, for Tavita. Uh, and I don't like seeing players get sacked. You know, I've, I've been around long enough now, and I guess you've watched enough footy to know that. Players make mistakes. We all make mistakes in our lives. Um, some are bigger than others, but this to me seemed like a... I said to you last week, I felt like yep. it was going to get worse before it got better for the Brisbane Broncos, and uh, there's you know, there's there's a long way to go, but it just seemed like the final straw. So hopefully for Tavita, I'm sure he'll get another club. He's too talented not to. It usually works out that way, but for the Brisbane Broncos, they've drawn a line in the sand, and... Um, yeah, they can move on now. Big round of footy kicking off Thursday night with the Roosters taking on the Storm. Uh, the Storm without Munster and Smith. Well, last time these two teams played, it was the best game of the year. and We haven't seen anything get close to that. So, um, obviously, both teams have got lots of injuries and resting breaks. And we know we've had this time of year. And it's actually a really interesting dynamic. Because you think about the two older teams, like the Roosters and Storm, watching the other teams like Penrith just roll through the competition and also Parramatta. So I'm expecting it to be a tight game. These two, these two guys have fought each other a lot now. They know each other's style. They know what's happening. So interesting though, Kyle Flanagan again for the Roosters. That stadium become a little bit of an issue down here mm-hmm. as to what's going on behind the scenes. Is Lachlan Land going to take over the number seven jersey running into the finals? And then you've got the Melbourne Storm. You know, they put in a professional effort last week against the Bulldogs. Uh, don't be surprised if it's, if it's really nitty-gritty, but I just think Tedesco is going to have one of these games. He's, he's been questioned whether he's the best player in the competition or in the world anymore, and uh, for me, he still is. But, um, yeah, I think the rest is going to get done. Two games on Friday night. The first of all, first of these sees the Warriors take on the Panthers. Yeah, I'll have to watch this because my wife's a big Panthers fan, but uh, <laughs> I'd usually probably be just cooking the... Uh, Cooking the dinner, ready for the eight o'clock game. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, Warriors have done fantastic. Yeah, to see that they're still in contention for the eight and not just letting the season waste away. And yeah, what's impressed me is their want and desire uh, to be better. And now that they've got Nathan Brown sorted out, you and Aitken's going there next year. Um, they're starting to get some pieces in place. So they come up against the Panthers side that if they're switched on. Uh, they they should comfortably uh, win this by a lot. So I'm expecting Penrith to get off to a fast start, Central Coast, and then uh, look forward to that bus trip back. Because when you go to Central Coast, it's it's the perfect bus trip back. It's a couple of hours. You can have a couple of beers. Uh, and, well, you can have lockdown now. But, you know, it's that perfect trip. You know, you're yeah. not on a plane. So it's it's nice doing those little bus trips. The 8 o'clock game, the Parramatta Eels take on the Dragons. Well... Dragons, you know, what can you say? The Parramatta Reels, uh, 
the Dragons are an absolute basket case this year. We've, we've all seen that. They put Corey Norman back in. I just don't know where the consistency comes from when you chop and change in your spine every week. Uh, you needed to make a decision and, and draw that line in the sand a long time ago, and they still haven't been able to do it, which confuses me. Uh, Parramatta, I'm still working out whether they're actually a really, really good team that's grinding their way through or whether they're just in a little bit of a flat stick um, sort of momentum thing at the moment. They just sort of can't get out of their own way. So uh, Parramatta will win on Friday night. Dry weather. They, they learned a lot about themselves last week, but Parramatta get the job done. Three games on a Saturday. The first is a tricky one. The Sharks coming off that scrappy loss to Parramatta uh, last Sunday, facing a Titan side that are just playing carefree, attractive footy. Who would have thought when we were sitting here saying that the Titans are playing carefree, attractive footy? Yeah. Um, yeah, usually it's, they're just going backwards, but Justin Holbrook's done a fantastic job. They come down to Sydney. This is their Achilles heel, though. They come down to Sydney uh, against the Sharks team that is expected to win. Now, this game goes two ways for me. It's either, as Anthony from the Wiggles is trying to get in on my uh, little radio <laughs> interview here, uh, it's, either, it's either the Sharks turn up and realise, OK, we're in this competition once we get our, our troops back and we're going to get some... We're, we've competed against Parramatta and we're going to get the job done, or... Uh, this is the inconsistent Sharks that we see, yeah. and they, they turn up and get beat by the Titans. So, Sean Johnson, if he plays like he did last week, they will win the game, and they won't make a deep finals run, but they could win that first week. Yep. Up to Townsville for the second game, the Cowboys taking on the Rabbits. Tricky game. I think this is, you know, if Thursday night's the game of the round, uh, this potentially has the billing of make or break for South Sydney because you could see... The Cowboys were embarrassed last week. They were so bad. Um, Michael Morgan just looked underdone. Uh, I don't know how that injury situation uh, has evolved and the timeline. We didn't sort of hear too much out of it. I don't know what it's like up at Longreach, but usually you sort of get a timeline of, oh, two weeks, three weeks, Mm. you know, out. You know, he's starting to do all this kind of stuff. Whether he was able to get the amount of contact he needed uh, through those sessions with COVID or uh, it didn't look like it. Uh, He just looked underprepared, so... Uh, but South Sydney again, yeah. If we're, if we're marking South Sydney, have they have they underachieved, overachieved? I think they're about right at yeah. the moment. The, the spine hasn't really shown the uh, eliteness that probably we maybe have expected. But we, that that thing also takes time, and, and the rules have changed and everything like that. So South win uh, basically because I think that the forward pack for North Queensland came out, but I just don't know where they get their points from. It's been the same problem for years. The next coach who goes to North Queensland is going to have to decide what kind of attacking structures that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to work with Michael Morgan on finding a balance because scoring points for the Cowboys has been their biggest problem. Down to Canberra for the last game Saturday night, the 2GB covered game. Uh, the Broncos on the road, uh, taking on the Canberra Raiders. Interesting game. <laughs> um, Canberra win, and if it's Dewey and Canberra get one early, they win by a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos, you know, I, uh, there's no much. There's not much more we can talk about no. really. I actually, um, I watched Fox League uh, 360 last night, and Ben Eichens' uh, comments in and around wanting to be the CEO, and you know, it, now that they're sort of starting to hit rock bottom, the appealing side from an analyst point of view, and for you, what's here, and everyone that maybe is in Queensland supports the Broncos. 
what do they do next? How does this rebuild start from the club? Um, so I, I'm interested in all those kinds of things, how that all works and you know, who they look for and stuff like that because there's no Bill Slater, Cameron Smith. Like those guys aren't, you know, Alfie Lang is not walking through the door. Wally Lewis isn't coming back mm. through the door. They need to work it out in that organisation, the roles, what they're going to do. And the final nail in the coffin, if it hasn't already been nailed shut, is if by some miracle that Brisbane go down and, and beat Canberra and Canberra this weekend or they compete that hard that it's just such a blazing sign that we need to end this right now and rip the band-aid off. Yeah. Two games on Sunday, the Newcastle Knights against the Manly Seagulls. Everything points to a Newcastle win. There's a lot of still favourites this weekend in terms of teams that are expected to win, but yeah, where's Manly gone? What's mm-hmm. happened to Manly? I was oh. scrooching them a couple of months ago to win the competition or, or at least go close because they had the style. They get injuries. Their debt's questioned again. They need a roster overhaul to get some guys for you know, 100, 150, 200,000 that are going to push those top guys and then get a bigger contract down the track. But Newcastle, Blake Green's there. I think the effect that it had on Caelan Ponger actually worked better than I had envisioned. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Newcastle get the job done, but I mean DCE could come out and have one of those games where last time these two teams played, it was very very tight. But Adam O'Brien would be into his troops saying, "At home, we we owe these fans a performance. We haven't been consistent here. They get the job done." And uh, to finish off the round, the Tigers v Bulldogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the clothes are on. <laughs> oh, giddy up! Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be rugged up for that one. Look. Uh, how do you prove in this game? You know, both sides were flogged by 40 last weekend. Uh, the Tigers, perennial ninth award, um, yeah, perennial effort award. They, they just... I don't know where the Tigers are at the moment. Mm. You know, a month ago, they beat the Broncos and everyone was spruiking them to the eight. I think I may have even tipped them in there. And then all of a sudden, it's like the wheels have just not fallen off. Someone's ripped them off, thrown them out, and then thrown <laughs> half the bike out as well. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Um, the Bulldogs, look, they try hard. And, and the thing with the Bulldogs is, you know, when I do my power rankings, I look at effort, and they got blown out last week. But consistently, they have tried harder than some of the other teams yeah. that are in and around and above them. Yeah, if you if you watch every game and you realise and you didn't have the scoreline, you'd think, oh, okay, well, Bulldogs they're, they're sitting above the Broncos, they're sitting above North Queensland, but they just haven't got the cream to rise to the top at the moment to be able to win those games. Um, I think the Bulldogs could potentially upset the Tigers, but then that starts to build pressure on more than the Bulldogs. So Tigers get the job done in a bounce back mentality. Sweet and Sour podcast uh, covers a lot of territory uh, from press conferences to holy moly this week. Yeah, holy moly. Uh, we're trying to get the big show on holy moly. Uh, we're going to really pump that up. Uh, we've been talking Aussie Goat. We've been talking a little bit of everything, the NRL. I think we're in a... How do I say this? We're actually, I think we're going to take a week off. Yep. I think I've just said to the boys, you know what? Let's prime ourselves for the finals. Uh, we've got this week out of the way. I'm going to give the boys some time away to come back, refresh themselves up, so that we bounce in for a strong finals uh, series. Because I feel like at the moment we're probably the roosters. You know, we've been up for so long, uh, but everyone's coming for us. So we're going to have a week off next week. But uh, big show, holy moly! Five thousand views for him uh, in his budgies putting a ball into a hole that he actually missed. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully we're going to double that up and, and get 10,000 and get him on this show because 
I just want to see him in the bright lights because I think he crumbles first half. But what about what about the final eight in this goat athlete? What a lineup! And I know you're pretty keen on Cathy to win the win the whole thing. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's yeah, we we did this, we do these votes, and as you know, we've been talking all year. We've done a couple of knockouts now, and. Um, it, it's been hard to promote because everything, a lot is going on in all our lives with NRL, but the, the final eight of Cathy Freeman, Michael, Fan, uh, Mick Fanning, sorry, Ian Thorpe, uh, Cadell Evans, Andrew Johns, Cameron Smith, um, it's, it's been outstanding. Like, we didn't think we would get to the point where we could actually sit down and appreciate these people. Yes. So I, I still think Cathy wins. Uh, she'll play Ian Thorpe in the next round. Um, I, I think that she wins it all. I, I can't see the other guys getting it done. It's It's been good. We've enjoyed it. But I think it's probably realised a lot of people how talented we are for such a small country. Jamie Soud, thanks very much for your time this afternoon. And we'll catch up again Sunday morning. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Hopefully Sunday morning I won't have the wiggles blasting 24-7 and Indiana won't have a sleeping for me. Good luck. Good luck for the next couple of days. Thanks, mate.